going on guys it's your boy matt st jack whether you're an avid anime fan a wee tadpole still finding your way or anywhere in between i'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new think yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in i know you can't wait to hear and i can't wait to tell so let's get to it this is matt st jack with anime talk let's go I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. Happy spooky season. Uh, This is actually the second episode of our... uh, spooky season and also the second episode of season seven of collateral cinema it's great to be here right guys yes it oh, is definitely great to be back especially in the spooky season our favorite time of the year you know i mean this is whenever we start our season so it's always good but de- definitely i love halloween and this movie is just dripping with halloween right Yes, yes, it is. This is this is a very Halloween movie. Uh, perhaps more Halloween than Halloween. I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got like four or five stories in it, so yeah, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a movie that's very much about Halloween. It, it, it it's actually one of the few. Uh, you know, horror slasher movies that I've seen that's strictly about the holiday, you know? Like, Michael Myers just happens to kill on Halloween, right? But, like, it's not really about Halloween. So this is one of the only examples I know that truly um, encompasses that. Yeah, and not only not only that, but also the fact that it's an anthology movie really kind of uh, helps it kind of become a bit endearing, you know? Because, I mean, you have uh, four stories here, they're all, they all intertwine at various uh, intervals, if, especially if you really look closely. And, I mean, it also has some very, very recognizable characters here, namely uh, Sam, the, uh, or Sawain, the uh, little pumpkin dude. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's actually kind of, uh, like, uh, one of those, like, horror movie villains that shows up that's instantly iconic. Like, okay, this is a good horror franchise mascot. Um, Although, you know, this is just the one movie, not a franchise. But there's definitely, like, the potential there. Although, I mean, this came came out in, what, 2007? So uh, I I don't expect anything, you know, else to pop up, sequel or otherwise. But a, a pretty iconic character nonetheless. Yes, definitely. And, I mean... 
Even recently, we've had some new horror icons kind of uh, come into, like, take shape and whatnot. You know, like Art the Clown from Clown. Terrifier yeah. or, or uh, Pearl from the movie Pearl or, uh, like, even a few years ago, like, uh, the Babadook and everything. It's like, I mean, there's a lot of great iconic characters, but Sam, to me, is the, I mean, next to Michael Myers, he's just so synonymous with the holiday. And it, it, what he's supposed to be is he's supposed to be kind of a uh, guardian spirit of Halloween. And that's, and, and, and he's also kind of in the same tradition of like the Crypt Keeper or uh, the, the one ghost dude from a Creep Show. In that, you know, you have to have that one supernatural entity to kind of tie these uh, stories together. Yeah. Yeah, I think you really do. I mean, and Sam is the one persistent thing in all of them. I mean, like you said, they, they do all sort of overlap in different ways, but the one consistent element is, is Sam in all of these stories. And sometimes he takes place in the terror, and other times he's just there, um, just kind of watching, observing. Uh, and apparently he's got a shtick for the whole, you know, following Halloween traditions thing, like... He just likes to watch you guys. He just likes to watch you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he likes he likes to watch all the Halloween uh, uh, fun time. Yeah, he looks more like a and, watcher. Yeah, there's anyway. lots of Halloween. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but God forbid, it, it, one you know, it's one thing if you're you know the bus driver that uh, drove a bunch of uh, mentally disturbed kids off of a cliff, but God forbid you put out a jack o' lantern on Halloween. <laughs> well, that's something that goes all the way back to Sawain and the uh, Celtic origins of Halloween. You know, I mean, jack-o'-lanterns were totems that were meant to uh, to ward off evil spirits and whatnot. So, yeah, it, it would uh, track that. I mean, just uh, extinguishing a jack-o'-lantern means that you're pretty much inviting all these spirits uh, in and everything. So, yeah, I mean, that's the other interesting thing about this movie is that it still kind of takes uh, old school Halloween traditions uh, into uh, consideration and really kind of, kind of uh, injects them into uh, the background of these stories and whatnot. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's quite a few twists actually in this movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's got, it's got lots and lots than, of uh, twists. It's got more t twists than Shutter Island, isn't it? <laughs> the Shutter Island or. Uh, or like, uh, what, what's another good twist? Uh, this, you know, what a twist! Uh, uh, Sixth Sense or something like that, or yeah. you know, just Shyamalan oh, ding dong yeah, and all that twist. shit. <laughs> yeah, even I <not> Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> but Robert, this was a movie that you uh, chose for the uh, for the podcast, specifically for Halloween. Like, uh, what what is your experience with this movie? Like, when did you first see it, and what did you first think of it? Um. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure uh, I saw it, like, right when it came out, like, in 07. Uh, my dad had uh, brought it to me, and he was like, dude, have you seen this movie? And so we put it on, and then it's just, you know, watching all four stories just play out. And then it's like, the story that really got me was, uh, yeah, the, bu the bus full of kids, you know, and the bus driver driving them off the cliff, you know? I don't know. That, oh, that was yeah. pretty horrible. Oh yeah, that, how the whole that was town awesome, just up. how the whole town just got together, dude, and they decided to do that, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, back in the fifties, back in the fifties, that was a very common thing, you know. It was like, I mean, just just look up what they did to Mary Kennedy, you know, what the Kennedys did to her. Like they pretty much just uh, 
threw her away and gave her a lobotomy and whatnot. And you know, you know, oh, but shit. that that was just, that was something that a lot of uh, parents of uh, differently abled kids they just kind of threw them into homes and just forgot about them. Like stopping I mean, school buses on a railroad track. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, go, yeah. Ghost tracks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that Little Red Riding Hood story is okay too, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we may as well go ahead and actually just start uh, talking about the stories in this uh, movie and how they kind of intertwine. Uh, the, the the first uh, story that we see, if I recall, is the uh, the couple that are coming home after uh, having some fun at the parade, and then uh, the the uh, the wife is she hates Halloween for some reason. I, I don't know why you would hate Halloween. I mean, For real. what kind of person are you? But, yeah, she starts taking down all of the Halloween decorations, and that, of course, includes extinguishing a jack-o'-lantern. You know, maybe she was raised Mormon or something. <laughs> uh, may, maybe. I don't know. I know that there's some evangelical sects that uh, don't really celebrate Halloween. They, they call it uh, harvest uh, celebration or whatever, you know? But they, they'll, they'll still do, like, uh, costume parties. But, yeah, I went to a church that did that. And, uh, yeah, you couldn't have any, like, uh, monster or horror-type uh, costumes. So, I mean, one time I had to go as, like, a goddamn farmer or something like that. <laughs> like, so, something weird like that. So, so there were, like, cowboys and angels and, like, kids dressed up as biblical figures for Halloween. You know it's what? Like, My mom didn't let us dress as anything scary. It wasn't a religious thing. She just... I, she just didn't like it, so we never... But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your mom doesn't really seem to be a very horror-adjacent type of person, you know? No. Not like not us. Not at all. No. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that opening scene where, yeah, you get the, the wife that hates uh, Halloween for some reason, and she puts out the jack-o'-lantern, right? Yeah, and, and I love that there's that one little uh, callback to uh, Halloween 78 with the uh, one... The one kid with the mask is just sitting there pulling a Michael Myers, just oh, yeah. staring and everything. And, and you, th you think that uh, he's going to uh, like maybe factor into this, but then a car pulls up, and then it's just a kid uh, waiting for a ride. Yeah. So no. that, that, that's another good thing. That, another good thing this movie is good at, you know, is just kind of subverting things. Those, right, Robert? Those fake outs, right? Yeah. yeah, lots of fake outs and red herrings in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely are. But I love the I love the kill that uh, goes on with the wife. You know, like, like, like she's just attacked by Sam uh, underneath the like. You don't even really see it happen. You just see the aftermath more or less. Like she's uh, covered in a sheet, and then you see her have her throat slit, but she's under the sheet with Sam. And I, I love the gore effect of uh, the husband finding him finding her body and everything like like he went in, uh, he went inside thinking he was going to get some sexy time like like he had that fucking uh, nature what, what what was uh, written on that tape that he was watching <laughs> the porno tape it was oh what, yeah something like, nature uh something nature or na nature uh nature show or something like that yeah. i don't know but it, it's porn it, it, it's fucking porn you know and and yeah, he uh, zonks out. He realizes his wife never came back. He walks outside, and she's one of the Halloween decorations. And she she is uh, she's got a big old Halloween sucker stuck in her mouth, and she's just she's been uh, pretty much uh, dismembered and everything. And and I have to say, I like how the gore effects. It's not too extreme, but it's still very bloody and very like gnarly. But it's not so much that it's like you know really excessive. 
Not too Tarantino, you know? <laughs> not too Tarantino, or not, not, or we can go even further, like total Diodato. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust and shit. Uh, the pump, pumpkin head. But uh, yeah, that's uh, an interesting opening scene. But honestly, the next story that happens is uh, the one that's like my favorite because it stars Mr. Dylan Baker. And Dylan Baker. Dr. Was, Connors. Yeah, you say doc, yeah, Dr. Connors. But what I know him from is a little movie called Happiness. It's actually right here in my disturbing movie uh, collection here. It's, it's a movie by Todd Solans that is. Uh, pretty gets into some pretty raw uh uh thematic material of the uh of the uh, kitty diddler type i mean it doesn't it has philip seymour hoffman in it it's it's got and, and it's uh, it's seen as like one of the better movies of uh, the 90s or the you know but yeah he he was uh, he was uh, the father who was also a uh, pedo in that uh, movie so but he, he has a way with uh, playing really, really creepy characters. And in this movie, like, he, he is immediately just uh, d- immediately memorable, but also really, really funny. I love how hilarious he is. I mean, especially that first moment where we have uh, the kid from Bad Santa, like, smashing all the jack-o'-lanterns. And, and he's, uh, he goes up there and he uh, grabs, like, way too much candy. You know, it's one of those, like, please take one situations. And and, and uh, the principal, the principal Stephen, that's the name of the character. He's just all like, "That's not good for your diabetes." <laughs> and then then he uh, proceeds to just sit there and talk about, you know, nobody nobody understands or recognizes Halloween traditions anymore. And then he poisons uh, he poisons the kid, and he's like, "You forgot about another tradition. Always check your candy." Yep. <laughs> yep. And yeah, the funny thing about the whole candy thing is, is that there's only one recorded instance of that ever happening. It wasn't even technically Halloween candy that that happened to. It was like one dude who killed his son by poisoning him with like a poison apple or something. And so, oh, okay. somehow that turned into somehow that turned into uh, checking your candy for uh, for like poison and everything. But I, I think the modern day equivalent now is you, you know that nonsense about. Uh, Supposedly, people are giving out uh, like weed gummies to kids and everything, which, of course, that's not a thing. Why would either. anybody waste good weed like that? I'm sorry. Seriously, <laughs> fuck, fuck them kids. Why are we gonna give them the fucking good weed? If anything, you know what? To the parents, you know. You, you you know what? I'll tell you what. If you find drugs in your kids' candies, bring them to me. I will I will inspect them. Uh, thoroughly. Oh yes, yes. Inspect all of them. It's so like, ooh, them. this is good shit. Bring them, bring them <laughs> right to me. I would like to know. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, the whole uh, the whole uh, story with the principal, like he's a serial killer and everything, and uh, he uh, kills the he kills kills the the uh, bad Santa kid, brings him in, and then. Uh, he uh, has to deal with trick or treaters, and I think like one of the first times that we see Sam is actually in this uh, uh, in the uh, trick or treating scene here, where we're also introduced to a couple of other characters that uh, come in into another uh, story, and I-, I think that's the first time that we actually see him, like properly. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, but but yeah, I mean immediately you you notice that for one he he's he's played by an actual kid. They had an actual kid. Uh, play uh sam and you could definitely tell i mean 
He, he actually really acts like what a kid would... Uh, the dude from Bad Santa? What a kid would do if they were... Yeah, yeah. What, no, not, not the dude from Bad Santa. I'm talking about Sam. Oh, the, yeah, the like he, he is actually play, Yeah, he's actually played by a little kid, and he... Uh, and you can tell, I mean, in his movements and his mannerisms, it, it's actually very uh, believable. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But he proceeds to give the kids uh, the, uh, the candies. And then, then you see in his kitchen, you see where he was poisoning the candies. He has uh, all the candies and poisons out on his, uh, on his table. And then he, uh, his kid comes home. And this kid is, like, both adorable and fucking annoying at the same time. But he also has the best line of the entire movie. This is when he is, uh, his dad is trying to, uh, his dad is trying to bury the uh, bad Santa kid. And then he's like, Dad, I want to carve jack-o'-lanterns. And he's like, no, go watch Charlie Brown. And then that kid just straight up says, Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown is, is an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> straight up. It's like, it's like, like little Jimmy, go away. But it actually has another really cool fake out uh, when you go into the uh, to the basement and everything. Like he tells his son to go into the basement to carve a jack o' lantern, and it, the buildup is insinuating that he wants to kill his kid. I mean, you think that that's yeah. going to happen, yeah, but up I, to I the last so. second, it's it's a it's a fake. It's another it's a fake, fake out. out. It turns out that he he decapitated the uh, the bad Santa kid, and uh, they're going to make a jack o' lantern out of that. And the little kid is like, "Always oh, be sure to start with the eyes, Dad." And then then you realize, "Oh, he's uh, he's teaching him the family business." Oof. Yeah. But also, but also, you get a little bit of uh, some more uh, intertwining uh, with the uh, with the final story that comes up because uh, you have uh, Mr. Krieg next door, and you actually see the. Uh, part of uh, his story play out but you know whenever steven is just like yeah screw you you know whenever because uh, and of course this mr krieg is played by brian cox who by the way is fucking amazing in this movie like brian cox is always great in everything that he's in but but yeah it's like that that right there is my favorite storyline throughout the entire the entire movie and uh, that character also comes back later on in the movie as well yeah but uh, what what's the next what's the next uh, story? The next I believe it's the, one uh, I, I think is when we get introduced to the girls. Um, although their story kind of concludes later, the the werewolf girls that uh, end up yeah. eating Kurt Connors. <laughs> uh, you know you know what's really cool about that is uh, if you go all the way back to the beginning, there's a little. Uh, like I, I think that you had like a kid uh, dragging some. Uh, some uh, trigger, some trick or treat candy or whatever, and they're walking down the sidewalk, and like you actually see the husband and wife, you know, in the robot costume, in the robot costume, and everything. You you actually see the girls going to the costume shop to get their costumes and everything. Yeah, their paths cross. I, I see that. I see that a lot here. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you look in the background, you can totally see the other uh, stories playing out through all of these, uh, all these other uh, stories and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the girls apparently they're they're all uh, here for this uh, really elaborate uh, Halloween parade and party and everything. And I find it interesting what they're dressed as. So we have a Cinderella, a Snow White, a Little Bo Peep, and then we have Red Riding Hood, which is which is really interesting given that you know we we later find out that they're werewolves. You know, so uh, yeah yeah, it's like, it's like the whole fairy tale angle. You know. It, it, 
we, you know, and typically in a lot, I mean, there are more than a few fairy tales, uh, the a wolf was uh, the, uh, the main antagonist. So it's just kind of an interesting little play on uh, kind of how old school grim fairy tales were kind of uh, horrific in their own right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, that, you know, that, that is actually an interesting uh, observation about that because, I, I mean, this movie, I, I think it, it, it makes use of a lot of different thematic elements that I think really kind of makes it stand out. Like, it's a very memorable film, actually. Like, and even though it's, like, telling, you know, four or five different stories, um... So you know, kind of sometimes at a time, a little bit, and then out of order. Um, you still have like a really like clear like memory of what happened throughout all of it. Because I mean, after we're introduced to the girls, I believe, then we actually get into the uh, high school bus massacre. Although I, I, I might be a little bit out of order there. Well, 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 we, we we're uh, we're reintroduced to the uh, four trick or, the three trick or treaters who are all uh, gathering jack o' lanterns uh, in order to go and uh, basically. Right. Pay supposedly pay their respects to the uh, victims of the, bu- of the school bus massacre. And they go and they pick up Rhonda, who I'm going to say Rhonda is gangster. She is a fucking gangster, like, all the way through and through. Like, I mean, she... I mean, unfortunately, they, they do use an uh, anti-disabled slur to describe her, but then the girl's just like, no, she's an idiot savant. You know, yeah, our words. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, not particularly great, but... Uh, yeah, that, that's the gist of their stories. Like, they're, they're gathering, like, eight pumpkins, and they want to go down to the quarry where the bus massacre happened, and that's where we actually get the full story of the bus massacre. And what I like about that is that the one girl in the angel costume, she, uh, it, she's uh, setting up that dramatic setup to tell the story, but then her friends just keep interrupting and basically tell the story, and she's like, like, guys, shut up. Let me tell the story. So, and then they go and do the story about the bus driver who was paid to kill a bunch of differently abled kids. It's like, so yeah. It's like, and, and, the, and the one vampire kid, he's the one that immediately recognizes that something is wrong. He's like, wrong way, wrong way. He, he, he counted all the exits and he's like, wait, no, we're not going, we're not going home. And then, and then he, he's actually aware enough that he realizes what's happening, that yeah. something bad is happening. That was fucked up. I, Robert, you, you, you mentioned it earlier. It I mean, pretty, pretty sad, right? It really is. The, the whole town just gave up on their kids. And, I mean, I, I guess that they were, I mean, were... Were they violent? Did they say that for sure? I don't think that they were violent. I think that they were just uh, special needs kids for the most they part. They were literally just special needs kids, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. They, they weren't like uh, violently uh, mentally ill or anything. They were just uh, differently abled and whatnot. So, yeah, that's yes. kind of fucked up because like even somebody like me as a kid, you know, in that situation might have gotten lumped in, you know, like that's that's mm-hmm. fucked up, man. Mm. But that's what kind of makes the ending of that story with, uh, you know, like they play a pr- all of it is a prank on Rhonda. They they specifically targeted Rhonda. Right. They they dressed up like zombies and and just absolutely scared the living shit out of her. And in the end, the actual kids come. The actual kids that were killed, uh, they are reanimated and they chase the kids. And Rhonda just uh, they're in a quarry. Rhonda goes up the the elevator and just leaves them and just says bye bye. And, you know, like they said, like they said that she's kind of uh, kind of uh, special needs in her own right. Like, I mean, possibly on the spectrum, maybe. Yeah. And yeah, she's the one that ultimately leaves them to their doom. 
Basically I mean, gives them their just desserts. Rhonda's cold as fuck. She's <laughs> cold. She is gangster. Oh, gangster. <laughs> I mean, straight. I absolutely love it. And then, and then there's that moment where there she... There can only be one. There can only be one, exactly. <laughs> but what is cool is she has she still has her jack-o'-lantern completely uh, lit and everything, and uh, there's that moment where she gets to the top of the quarry where she sees Sam, and they kind of have a little knowing glance there. Kind of like they recognized each other a little bit, because... I mean, she was the she was the one that actually knew all about uh, Sawain and whatnot, and even like explained it to the little pirate kid. Hey, man, game recognizes game. Game recognizes game exactly. <laughs> like so, so she so along with the uh, principal, she's my one of my favorite characters out. Bo, of this it was nature movie. special. Nature special. Oh, of course. Yeah, I, yeah, I have oh, the yeah, movie on right special. now. We, we we just restarted it. <laughs> oh, okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, Hell yeah. we had to. You know. Keep oh yeah, you know it. I, I'm watching right now. I right now I've got the uh, review that Hack the Movies did on San, on uh, Trick or Treat, and th- I actually recommend that H- Hack the Movies is great. I mean, you should totally go watch them or listen to them. But yeah, uh, after that we uh, we kind of start. Uh, we have a little segment where we're introduced to a masked killer who, as it turns out, is the principal. And he's kind of uh, going around the the parade being a vampire or something. It's like, and he actually kills a woman that he picks up, like, and just goes full-on vampire on her, you know? But he's not a real vampire, of course. He's, he's just just actually doing some really hardcore play acting. I thought he was a real vampire at first. Like, well, I was like, well, wait, wait, when know. is he a real vampire? <laughs> Well, it's it's kind of weird that he turns out not to be a real vampire when you know the girls turn out to be real werewolves. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, right. It's like it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been out of character for this movie to have an actual honest to goodness vampire in this movie, and 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 it's even funnier that it would be the principal Steven. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 kind of where like that that was one of the first like real big twists. Um, that and the fact that the girls were werewolves, um, all happening at once, and and this is as the film is, is starting to get to get towards its conclusion. A- after this point, it's just a, another series of reveals. But by the way, we should point out that Anna Paquin plays uh, the Red Riding Hood girl. Oh that's, yeah, that's Anna Paquin. Yeah. And I, I really like her performance in this movie as well because, I mean, she totally plays the uh, virginal uh, girl, like, to a T. But then, then uh, you get to, the, uh, to their party that they've been alluding to. Like, they've been, they invite all of these guys. They invite the, uh, the clerk at the, uh, at the costume sh- shop. And then they, uh, the news crew, they invite all of them. And incidentally, there's that one baby, the, the, the one dude in the baby bib and everything. That's actually yeah. the uh, that's actually the dude that played the big uh, the big dude in Thirteen Ghosts. Remember that, Robert? Oh yeah, yeah he he was yeah he was uh, he was in Thirteen Ghosts. He was one of the Thirteenth Ghosts, one of the Thirteen Ghosts actually. Yeah, so, that movie's crazy, dude. Damn. Oh, that's a great movie. We should do that next Halloween. Honestly, that that'd be really really cool. Hell yeah.
Don't forget your costume. All sorts of things. Rome free. The Halloween school bus massacre. Uh, and, and also, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you remember the little kid that was peeking in on the on the werewolf girls as they were changing. That's the same actor that plays Sam, right there. Yeah, we get to their uh, party, and uh, at first uh, it, it looks like it's just a typical bonfire. But then you, but then uh, we have a body fall out of the. Uh, out of the woods, and it turns out that Anna Paquin, uh, she he, she was attacked by the by Principal Stevens in his vampire mode, and uh, basically fought him off and injured him and brought him to the as uh, as a sacrificial lamb for the werewolf girls. And I, I want to say, this is actually one of the coolest takes on werewolf transformations that I've ever seen in a movie. Oh yeah, like the idea that they're the idea that they're just literally ripping off their skin and everything. Like, I don't think that's really been done before. Well, I mean, the Slavine did it at Doctor Who first, to be fair. So. Oh, really? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that was 2005. Well, who, who cares about Doctor so. who, who cares about Doctor Who? We're not talking about Doctor well, Who. They look, they look kind of <laughs> like an American werewolf in London or something. Or Paris. The, yeah. It is a cool effect, though. Yeah. It really is. I mean, honestly, American Werewolf in London, that's the top, the, the, the top werewolf transformation. Never been done better, in my opinion, like ever. Yeah. Hey, remember Fright Night 2, the original? Damn. The oh, yeah. The werewolf change yeah. was pretty sick, too. Yeah. Yeah, also in The Howling. The Howling had some pretty okay uh, transformations as well. Oh, dude, the fucking well. Howling. Yeah, the original one, oh, man. Yeah, I, I, have that movie, I have that movie somewhere around here. Maybe I got to pull it out and watch it. That would be a good Halloween movie. Transformation on that shit's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, they, they rip off their skin and everything. Like, it's, it's uh, both kind of uh, sensual but also very, uh, really, really f creepy and everything. And they're doing it all to Marilyn Manson's uh, version of Sweet Dreams are made of these. yes. So it, it leads to what I think I would say arguably is like the centerpiece of the movie is that werewolf scene because the, the practical effects on the werewolves are also really, really top notch as well. 
Yeah, no, it really is. That the whole transformation and everything looks great. I, I will say it definitely looks a lot better than the Slithine transformation in Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever you say, Ash. Whatever you say. But then from there, like you, you see Sam there. Sam's watching all this go down as well. So he's just like, yes, yes, perfect Halloween. But then we get to the penultimate story, and that's the story of Mr. Krieg, the old man who just doesn't fucking cater to any of this Halloween bullshit himself. Okay, so get this. I actually figured out who he was, right, Robert? Mr. Connors, or what? No, the Mr. Krieg. Mr. Creek? Yeah, the old man. Yeah. Uh, we were watching it, and didn't I tell you? I was like, he's the bus driver, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I'd seen it. You had seen yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that it is kind of easy to. It to was kind of predictable in retrospect, but <laughs> I felt cool. When you actually get to it, it actually really makes sense. It ties everything together kind of uh, thematically well and whatnot. But. The actual uh, Sam's actual assault on Mr. Krieg is probably the the one of the more bloody moments in the movie, but I mean Krieg puts up a hell of a fight against Sam. I mean Sam just finds his way into the uh, into his house. Then you have that one creepy moment where he pulls a uh, what was it like a what what was the movie that had uh, like people uh, walking on the ceiling and everything. Like, I, I can't remember. I think it was a vampire movie or something. But, yeah, Sam just uh, is uh, climbing up on the ceiling and then just drops right on top of him. And, and you also see, a li- and also see uh, uh, Mr. Krieg's uh, moment where he's uh, talking. There, there's a moment uh, in the uh, principal's story where he sees Mr. Krieg, and Mr. Krieg's just like, what are you doing over there? It's like, right. it smells terrible. Are you, like, are, what are you getting rid of bodies? And you see <laughs> briefly in the window, well, as, as uh, Mr. Wilkinson uh, or Dr. Connors is coming in back into his home, he, uh, he's like, he's like, Wil- Wilkins, you know, and he's screaming out to him and Wilkins, like, clearly he's Wilkins. in distress. And then uh, uh, you, you actually see something grab him and shove him against, you know, out of view. And, uh, they, that pays off later because, you know, you, you, you see Sam show up in his home and you're like, okay, now we're getting this side of the yeah. story. Because you, you kind of shelf that and you're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to come back to that probably. And then it, it does. This movie does that a lot. But what I really, really like about it is that it's also kind of evocative of, uh, of Gage from Pet Cemetery a little bit. You know, whenever he goes wrong and he, like, attacks uh, Fred Gwynn, like, there's that moment where he oh. uh, slices the Achilles... He slices the Achilles yeah. heel. That's total pet that cemetery. Scalpel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but he he had a razor blade and a uh, and a candy, yeah, a candy bar. Candy bar, dude. That's what he had. Yeah, yeah. yeah a razor blade and a candy bar. <laughs> but also, that's what's really cool about that moment is uh, that's where we uh, see the horror come into full effect. Like uh, Sam kills the dog and mm-hmm. uses the blood to to write uh, trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat all over the place. And then you have the jack-o'-lantern just uh, barrel out uh, barrel out flames and everything. And th- this is something that I want to get into about Krieg and his gun. Okay, so yeah, he, he makes it clear that he, he has an NRA membership and that he has, uh, he has uh, guns and everything. So he has a double, he has a double barrel shotgun. Like now, typically a, gun, a double barrel shotgun, it has uh, two chambers. You put two shells in there, and they're usually hammer fire. They have two, 
They have uh, two hammers, and uh, you can either use one or you can shoot both of them. There's a moment. There's at least two moments. Two moments in this scene where he cocks it as if it's a pump gauge. You hear the. That's what you hear. <laughs> you, you you hear you hear him fucking cock a, a, a fucking pump action. And I'm like, well, wait no, a second. What the fuck? That's a fucking. Yeah, that, that's a double barrel yeah, shotgun. Those are like single loaded shotgun shells. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You load two of them. You shoot them, and then when you and they're usually breakaway. You open them up, and the expels the shells, and you can put two more in there. But there's no pump there's action no with a double barrel. It's just a trigger, <laughs> or it's just a hammer, like yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hammer fired and everything. So that right there kind of wrinkled my, uh, it, it wrinkled my gun ownership a little bit. I'm just like, I mean, I've fired shotguns before. It's like, no, that's not how that works at all. So that's one l tiny little oversight that uh, this movie kind of, kind of goes over, you know. But what I also like is that when he actually finally shoots Sam, all that comes out is pumpkin guts. <laughs> That's the best. There's like pumpkin guts come out. Yeah. Because he's like this like pumpkin like skull creature. This is the scene where you actually also get to see what Sam looks like under the mask. And he looks fucking exactly. cool under the mask too. Just this whole like like pumpkin skeleton thing and and yeah, as 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 uh he gets uh shotgun wounds, pumpkin seeds and pumpkin guts fall out. It's actually really <laughs> cool. Yeah. And then we kind of get a cool little uh uh call back to Evil Dead 2 with the uh, severed hand. The severed hand Whoa, starts yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. calling his Yeah. He starts crawling his way back to Sam and then uh, reattaches itself to uh, Sam's arm and everything. Oh, man, and, yeah. And then uh, that's, where, that's where we lead to the penultimate moment where, uh, where uh, Krieg, is, uh, Krieg is down. Like, uh, uh, Sam has just got back up. He's coming at him with, the, uh, he's coming at him with a sharpened... Uh, he takes a bite out of the sucker and everything. Like you think, and uh, Creed grabs a liquor bottle and breaks him, and he's just like, "Come on!" He's like ready to just go, and then uh, he he goes to take the killing the killing uh, stroke, but instead of uh, actually killing Creed, he just takes the chocolate bar, sniffs it, and he eats it, and then he's just like, "All right then," he uh, he uh, moves along, and he leaves, and then uh, Creed he he, uh, but but what's cool about that is, I mean, he was just like. In, in a way, he was just kind of like, all right, old man, you win this one, but yeah, you're going to have to deal with the aftermath here because by this point, Krieg is like badly injured. Yeah, it, I, I like how he actually starts acting nice to the kids after he gets uh, humbled. Um, uh-huh, he gets humbled. Yeah, it's a very humbling moment for him. But, but the thing, it, the one of the thematic things about this movie is that there's no second chances for anybody. Here, nobody gets a second chance here. You think that Krieg is going to get a second chance and uh, survive, but no, that's not so because the kids that he killed. This is when you find out that he's the bus driver that was paid to murder the children in the school bus massacre. They come back and they come to his door and they're just like trick or treat. And then they, and then the movie ends and you get that cool comic book uh, cut where. I mean, we, we don't really see Mr. Krieg's fate at the hands of these kids, but uh, you can kind of imagine, you know, just like the, the, the three or four kids that uh, tricked Rhonda, you know? You don't see them get attacked by the, the zombie kids, but you can only imagine how raw and how gross it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and you know what? I kind of, I guess I kind of see that as Sam not 
necessarily sparing Mr. Creek, but rather like, you know, this is who you have to deal with. I, they, they owe you this, not me. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, yeah. Mr. Krieg's fate was sealed and, and Sam knew that. And Sam, uh, Sam didn't get in the way of those kids' vengeance. Why they picked this Halloween night of all nights, I don't know. But all these sequence of events happened on this one night. And it's kind of cool. It's like these like five different stories all across one night. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, when it comes to the uh, kids, uh, com- the uh, the zombie kids coming to his uh, doorstep, I think it, they're specifically been reanimated by the uh, the trick or treaters. You know, they they were the ones that kind of summoned them. So it's like, I mean, they're already summoned. They've already been reanimated. So they may as well just go and uh, go and uh, take care of some unfinished business, more or less. So. That's true. You're right. You're right. So the kids, the kids woke the spirits up, and uh, Sam's just like, "Damn, what the crazy sequence of events?" You know, he probably does this every Halloween. Actually, there's there's probably all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, he's pretty much the Halloween Grim Reaper. Right? Shit, coming to collect. Oh yes, coming to collect. He's like a Grim Reaper. Actually, I think that his uh, his actual unmasked. Uh, uh, visage, I think it actually kind of looks a lot like Pumpkinhead, right? So yeah, Dr. Connors. <laughs> Dr. Connors. <laughs> Brilliant but lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. But yeah, I mean, you have to think that Sam is getting up to some crazy shit every Halloween night uh, like throughout uh, the throughout history, you know? Especially the history of this town. And it makes me wonder, is, like, is Sam just kind of exclusive to this one town? Is he, is he the spirit of Halloween just for that particular area? Or is there like multiple Sams all around the world who, or all around uh, the United States, as it were, that, uh, that enforces the old traditions of Halloween? I mean, we don't really know. But I think that would be interesting if they made a sequel. Like, instead of uh, focusing on the same town, maybe, like, go to another town, like, over or whatnot and see what Sam gets up to there. Because I have heard a lot about a, a sequel. Like, a sequel has been kind of teased for at least the last 10 years or so. But, I mean, I, th- I think that they're going to start production on it very soon. So, fingers crossed, hopefully we can get another trick-or-treat to talk about very soon. But let's talk about the uh, actual, the actual cinematography and the set design of this movie. This is some of the most creative uh, encapsulations of uh, everything that Halloween is like ever committed to film, and a lot of that is really because of the way it's shot, the way that uh, all the sets are staged, but and also like even the color grading. It just really just evokes the uh, that time of the year, you know, and especially evokes Halloween. It, it literally looks like a Halloween movie, if you know what I mean. It looks Halloween as fuck. Yeah, right? But, I mean, Robert, what did you, what did you think about the way this movie was shot? Like, I, I love how, you know, like, there's these really, really, like, just lots of moving camera shots and everything. Like, like there, there's always something moving in this movie, right? Yeah, that's true. Like in one motion, right? Yeah. Really. But um, um, you know the decorations, the the set designs. You know everything looks legit. I don't know really. And I do what it really, really makes it pop is that is is that comic book 
thing they that they did, especially like for the Warriors. Like that's the only thing I've seen it in. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it really kind of evokes Creep Show, actually, because Creep Show had that comic book motif. So yeah, it makes it better. I'm like, you know, what else had that? Kablam had that, right? <laughs> Kablam. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just brought up Kablam. <laughs> Kablam. That. That, that's something I haven't heard in ages. Holy shit. But I also love how all the Halloween decorations are done in this movie. Like, like for instance, Rhonda's house, like, you, you see uh, all of those jack-o'-lanterns that are out there. And, and what's interesting is later on uh, in Mr. Krieg's segment, you kind of get the same thing when Sam starts to attack him. It kind of makes you wonder if there's a real connection between Rhonda and Sam somehow, right? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, let's go ahead and start wrapping this up. I mean, I, th I think we've spoken about pretty much everything we like about this movie. Uh, li like I said, the cinematography is just so evocative. I mean, I, I, I love how warm it is, and I love how... Like it's always kind of uh, it's always kind of moving. It's never completely static, and and it also evokes a lot of uh, old school horror tropes as well. So, uh, I guess what what do y'all think about the, the this movie? What are, what are our final thoughts on Trick or Treat? Yeah, actually, uh, I would recommend this movie to anybody around around this time of year. Actually, and uh, so would Nostalgia Critic, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Seriously, Nostalgia Critic did another review right around the time that we did. Yeah. How many times has that happened now? I don't know. It, it, I think me and him are like channeling something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's happened a few times, right? It's like, Doug, are you, are you watching us or something, buddy? It's like, are you keeping tabs on us? Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's, uh, he's getting into my mind. I don't know. <laughs> oh, he, he totally is. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it's it's too coincidence. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's very coincidental. <laughs> Happy coincidence, I guess you could say. Uh, but yeah, what about you, Ash? What do you think? Um. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, it's a movie that really does stick with you. I think I think Nostalgia Critic actually said something similar to that. Um. It it uh it, and again like I I really feel like it evokes the spirit of Halloween. It evokes the the traditions and 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 you know it, it's very 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 much a Halloween film. I think it it should become a part of uh, uh, anyone's regular rotation. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I loved like kind of just watching uh, all of these stories just kind of coalesce. And I mean yeah, it's a, it's a little predictable. I think, but I think that actually, in a way, works to its benefit. It, it makes the audience feel a little bit smarter because, um, you know, just to kind of see how all of these uh, things all tied together. And then even then, there were still plenty of surprises, um, things that I wasn't expecting, a lot of cool twists, especially, you know, as the movie starts winding down. The effects are, are excellent, um, really, really excellent use of practical effects. Um, everything down to the cinematography, the way the way it was shot, uh, uh, like you said, Bo, it just it just really speaks Halloween. It, it's it's an excellent movie, um, and uh, yeah, you should go check it out this Halloween or this spooky season. Absolutely, and I 
think that this is quite possibly one of the most rewatchable movies I've ever seen. It's it's watchable and it's infinitely rewatchable. Yes. I mean, it, it's because you know the stories are easy enough to follow, but they're but they uh, create a more overarching storyline that's compelling to watch. Really, I mean, and and if you really really look closely. And if you look in the background, I mean, you can kind of see all the different characters from these, from these stories just uh, kind of uh, in the background and uh, doing their own story and everything. And it just all just kind of comes together in the end. And it leads to, a, it leads to an anthology movie that I think is uh, probably greater than the sum of its, of its parts, you know? It's... It, it exudes, like you said, it exudes Halloween in every single uh, frame, you know? Like I said, the cinematography is just really, really brilliant. You know, it, I mean, and it's subversion of horror and Halloween tropes. It, it, it's what makes it a, a very compelling script, you know? I mean, th this shows that if you have a good script and you uh, build upon that script, you can make something really, really unique that stands the test of time and becomes something that's just essential to so many people. I mean, this is pretty much a straight up uh, cult classic now. I, I couldn't even really uh, I couldn't even really find this movie on DVD. I, I actually went out into San Antonio looking for it and I couldn't find it anywhere. Huh. Yeah, I, I couldn't find it and uh, yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, this is definitely a movie that anybody who is into horror, or who loves Halloween, they, you should have this in your collection, or, and you should definitely watch this every year. I mean, I, I think next year I'm definitely going to rent it, or if by that time, hopefully I'll find a copy and I can buy it. Uh, and I will definitely watch it next Halloween. I mean, it, it's just something that you do. I, I, I think that it's even more essential than John Carpenter's Halloween a little bit. Although I will say Halloween 3 is probably the next movie that's probably closest to the uh, to the feel of this movie more or less. It, it's closer it's closest to like actually capturing what Halloween as a holiday is about. Season of the Witch. Yeah, yeah Season of the Witch. It's like that that's another like essential Halloween movie as far as I'm concerned other than of course the uh, original 78 Halloween. But this movie has more Halloween than Halloween. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Like the first Halloween barely had like yeah. two pumpkins in it. Yeah, this yeah. This one's barely got had like a couple whole of damn pumpkins. field of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like twice. Yeah. I'm, pretty, so, I'm pretty sure they went even real jack lanterns. They had, to, they had to paint something to make them look like pumpkins. Probably. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it, it was probably a lot easier logistically to just uh, fabricate uh, fake pumpkins than using real pumpkins. But I, I don't know. It, it would be pretty cool if there was, like, an actual yeah, dedicated jack-o'-lantern carver for this movie. They even have them, like, out of styrofoam nowadays, you know? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You can get uh, styrofoam uh, Halloween decorations for jack-o'-lanterns. But as far as I'm concerned, that's not a real jack-o'-lantern. And if you try to pull that shit, Sam will totally raid your house actually and carve fuck your shit up. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I really like this movie. It's really, really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess that just about concludes uh, our review slash analysis of Trick or Treat. 
um, our, our second episode of the spooky season. And if you enjoyed that, uh, we are going to be releasing our Halloween special and our Halloween edition of the Director's Cut very soon. Uh, we actually already have those recorded, so uh, we'll definitely have those out by Halloween. Halloween special. Um, and then, uh, Bo, you and Robert did what again on the Director's Cut? Uh, nail Gun. We did Nail, nail gun, gun Massacre. massacre. Nail gun Massacre, right? Yeah. Yep. Nail Gun Massacre. Exactly. That should be a good one, too, so stay tuned. Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. I wish, I wish we could find more movies like that. Like, really? Well, that's what Tubi is for, right? <laughs> but yeah we've got a lot more content planned for the rest of the year and the rest of season seven uh, i'm really excited about uh, a lot of the movies coming up this season uh, and if you want to uh, check us out on social media we are on facebook instagram and twitter you can find collateral cinema wherever you get your podcasts and we do have a Patreon as well. So uh, feel free to donate uh, any amount of money to get access to our exclusive full-length movie commentaries. Uh, check us out also on Good Pods. Yes, uh, vote for us there on Good Pods. Follow us and help us uh, uh, rise the uh, ranks of the uh, film and TV podcast uh, list that they have there. And we also do have a buy me a coffee. I mean, if you just want to give us money without any real content or anything, you just want to help us out, it's like we have one of those as well. Yeah, give me money because uh, I don't have a day job anymore. So these two guys have day jobs. So, you know, <laughs> so just, you know, leave some money, you know, you know, $5, $2. Well, whatever you can do, you know. Damn straight. But yeah, I guess that really is uh, everything for tonight that being said i've been ashley chancellor i've been uh bo sawain maddox i've been robert ortegon and this was collateral cinema uh have a happy halloween folks we'll see you then Bye. Yep, happy halloween y'all oh. laters happy halloween everybody <laughs>